Welcome to VGK Today, presented by MGM Rewards, a daily podcast bringing you an inside look at the Vegas Golden Knights' 2023 Stanley Cup playoff run. I'm Justin Russo with the Golden Knights on Tuesday, May 9th, and the VGK are fresh off a dominant performance in last night's Game 3 versus Edmonton, a 5-1 win where everything seemed to be clicking on both ends for the VGK. Now, it wasn't a perfect night for Vegas because they did have a key injury to a key member of the team, and that is goaltender Lauren Brossois. He left the game in the first period with a lower body injury, was moving from left to right in his crease, attempting to make a save in the first period, and he sustained the lower body injury on that attempt, and he had to be helped off the ice. Not a great scene for Lauren Brossois, a guy that has fought so hard to get up to this level, fought through so many injuries, bided his time down there in Henderson with the Silver Knights, and now with an opportunity to be the number one goalie for the Golden Knights. He had been playing excellently in the postseason, and now he is sidelined. We don't know for how long. We haven't gotten any injury updates from Bruce Cassidy, but sidelined at least for the moment, didn't return to the game last night. But in his place was Aiden Hill, and I think Aiden Hill's performance certainly alleviated a bit of the sting of Lauren Brossois' injury because he came in in the final two and a half periods, and he made 25 saves on 25 shots. An excellent performance for Aiden Hill, a guy that hadn't seen a full game's worth of NHL action since March, and you look at the 20 minutes he played in the final period of Game 2 and how big, in hindsight, that was for Aiden Hill, getting him ready for him to be thrust into the game last night. So Aiden Hill comes in in relief of Lauren Brossois, gets 25 saves, and the VGK pick up a 5-1 to one win. Lots to talk about from Game 3, and thankfully, joining the show today is Dave Gosher to break down that performance with the help of a special guest. Yeah, Justin, I'm sitting in an empty Rogers place right now. This building was rocking earlier in Game 3, but Golden Knights really took the crowd out of the building, winning it in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, a few things to touch on, and obviously the huge news for the Golden Knights is they lose their number one goaltender, Lauren Brossois, to injury, played the first half of the first period and uh, made one save, pushed off to make another save, and uh, needed help uh, getting off the ice. So you, you can't help but just feel terrible for Brossois. We know his injury history um, going back earlier this season. He's been so good for this team down the stretch and into the playoffs, unable to continue, and we'll see what that means for this team. But in game three, it meant that Aiden Hill came in and was perfect uh, in relief. So uh, good that he could come in and hold the fort for the Golden Knights, who really broke the game open in the second period, scoring three times, including they thought they had made it 5-1. to one. The goal got called back. And then 17 seconds later, they did make it 5-1 to one on a Chandler-Stevenson goal that uh, helped really just kind of put this game away for the VGK. So uh, the big guns got it done. Jack Eichel, a three-point game. Jonathan Marcius breaks through for his first two goals of the playoffs. And, and another important number, I guess, if you will, 47 seconds. That's the power play time the Golden Knights gave to Edmonton for most of this game. The Oilers got a power play late, but that was about it, and especially against an Edmonton team that has the best power play that we've seen uh, in the NHL in the long history of this game and scored five goals on the power play in the first two games of the series, keeping them off the power play and at bay when they briefly get on. It was a big, big part of this win for the Golden Knights. So they're up two games to one in this series, and, and I wanted to get kind of a, a bigger picture thought on this game and on where the Golden Knights may, might be able to go here as they um, look for even more success in the playoffs. And I had a chance to sit down with ESPN color analyst Brian Boucher. He worked game three of the series here in Edmonton, and we uh, chatted with uh, the man they call Boucher post game tonight after the Golden Knights victory. 
Boosh, you see a lot of NHL, obviously, in your role with the ESPN. How did you see this game unfold tonight? A lot to unpack after game three here in Edmonton. I thought it was a great response by, by Vegas. I mean, you know, in game two, uh, Edmonton had a willingness to get pucks in deep and really, I think Vegas was prepared for more of a rush game and they were a little bit shocked by the fact that, you know, pucks were chipped in and the forecheck was was ever present for, for Edmonton. Now, you go to game three, I feel like Vegas flipped the script. They were they were willing to get pucks in. They were able to get in on the forecheck. Thought they defended well. I mean, I thought they defended the rush pretty well. Now, early in the, in the first period, they gave up some chances where I thought they were being a little aggressive in the offensive zone. They were trying to get their D involved to keep plays alive and maybe some plays that led to some odd man rushes that they got away with. After the goaltending change where Brossois left the game, I thought they did a really good job of having that recognition and the forwards being more connected and a lot less odd man rushes. So I, I look, I mean, the energy was there. The mistakes they made were out of aggression, which I think you can live with. Uh, and I thought they just had much more jump in their step, which which led to success tonight. You lived the position, Boosh, for a long time in net as a goaltender. What kind of an impact does it have on a team when you see your main guy in the playoffs, like Lauren Brossois has been for the Golden Knights, leave the game like he left the game? Yeah, that's upsetting uh, for a group, right? I mean, they, they know what this guy's been through. I mean, he, you know, it's been a tough year plus for him with regards to the surgeries and having to go back down and find his game and, you know, he's really worked hard to get to where he is. So there's no doubt that that's upsetting. But having said that, I mean, everybody has belief in, in other guys in the room. And, and for, for Aiden Hill, he's had difficulty staying healthy as well. But at times he's played some pretty good hockey. And, you know, the fact that he was ready, I think, speaks volumes to his preparation and the work that he's putting in. And when he comes in and makes a couple of saves early on, it kind of settles things down a little bit. Now you can be like, okay, you know we're, we're going to be all right and, and i think they res i think the team in general responded really well yeah it can be an upsetting event when you see your goaltender you know have to get off the ice like that but when you have a guy that comes in does a job like that uh, and then you kind of settle your game down and you start stop giving up those odd man rushes and now your game starts to spend time in the offensive zone i i thought they just responded really well to a situation that could have been could have been really bad. Did it feel early, Bush, like it could have been a little different? Edmonton scores early, Drysaddle hits the post, and then it just never turned out that way, but it could have been different. Early. 100%. We, we said it on our broadcast that if they, they capitalize on one or two of those, the, the tone of the game could have gone a lot differently. So, you know, there were some mistakes made, obviously. They got away with them. But, again, if it's a mistake out of aggression, I – for me, I don't have an, I don't have an issue with that. Like I think the D needed to be more involved tonight for Vegas if they wanted to sustain offense. You know, like I thought it was too much, too disconnected in game two, where maybe the forwards were working hard, but they just couldn't get anything going in the offensive zone. Whereas tonight, you could tell there was a concerted effort to for the D to be on their toes to keep plays alive. They made some mistakes, they got away with them. That happens in hockey. And then the last 40 minutes, I thought was rock solid hockey for Vegas. And it seemed like a concerted effort for Vegas to stay out of the box. Five power play goals again the first two games. I mean, I think it was 47 seconds of power play time, and then late Edmonton had one, especially against, we say, a power play that's a, the greatest power play in the history of the game. Yeah, well, they look, I mean, when they when you spend time in your own zone, uh, a couple of things can happen. You can get a goal against, uh, chances, or you take a penalty. And I thought they did a good job of recognizing when pucks were, were dumped in, the D got back for the puck hard. They made plays. They they escaped the forecheck that Edmonton tried to 
to, to establish. It didn't get established. And because of that, they didn't spend time in their own zone, so they didn't take penalties. And I think that's, that's the way you got to play. So give credit to their D. Their D did a good job of getting back to those pucks and making plays and executing. You do that, then you can get to your game. And staying out of the box is critical in this series. I mean, it, I know it's just... It seems so simple, but this team, five on five, the Oilers, is a much different team uh, than they are on the power play. And, and, th and that, don't kid yourself, that last kill I thought was significant too because you got to build confidence knowing that you can shut down that top unit. That top unit wanted to score. Make no mistake about it. They wanted to get one past Aiden Hill. They came up with a big kill. A lot of positives for Vegas to, to draw upon here tonight. Vegas scores six in the first game. Boosh, Edmonton wins 5-1 in the second game. Vegas wins 5-1 tonight. A couple of lopsided wins. What's your belief in momentum in the playoffs? Is every game its own chapter? Do yeah. you kind of start fresh? I, I don't think it carries from game to game unless it's a, a major event in that game. Uh, go back to Edmonton's first-round series against L.A., right? They're down 3-0 in game four. They lose that game. They're down 3-1 in the series. They battle back and win that game. That's a major event, right? Yeah. Yeah. That That's where momentum can carry on because it's demoralizing to the team that was up 3-0 and had a chance to go up 3-1, now it's 2-2. So I think an event like that, yes, momentum does carry, it can be crushing. In this, I, I don't see how any momentum carries. I think what it is, I think it's the level of desperation and urgency in the team's play that matters most. And tonight, Vegas had it. I mean, they got away with a few mistakes in the, in the first period and then settled into it, and you could tell they were the hungrier team. In game two, Edmonton flipped the script, that, that was them. So I suspect game four, they're coming into a hornet's nest uh, in game four. Aiden Hill, sometimes it can be easier coming off the bench. You don't think about it. He may have a sleepless night in a couple of nights, right? I mean, that, that, that's going to be a different story from to start the game and have to think about it. But uh, it's a big one. You know, Edmonton will be ready. They, they, they will be fired up in here, much like in the L.A. series. They could have gone down 3-1. They tied it 2-2, and the rest was history. Uh, to me, this next game is critical for, for Vegas. Last one for you, Bush. We see the Golden Knights day-to-day -day in Vegas. Obviously, you see them on TV. You see them in the series. Big picture, how this team is built, and how far do you think it might be able to go if everything can kind of fall their way here? Well, if... Uh, the big boys play the way they did tonight. Like, I thought Eichel was fantastic. You know, not only offensively. Like, I thought he, he did a great job defensively. He was engaged. He was physical when he had to be. I thought he did a great job. Marcia so scoring two goals, is that's significant to me. Like, it's important that he scores. Um, their D kept it to the outside tonight. They did a good job. Like, I, I think this team's depth, it is real. Like, five on five, they're a very good team. Uh, the, the only area they're, they're in trouble with Edmonton is if they take penalties, and it allows their big, their big guys to, to find their confidence and get buzzing around. So I think this Vegas team is for real. I, look, they play the way they did tonight where they're the aggressor. They're on the forward check. They're spending time in the offensive zone. That's how you get out of the hockey game taking only one, two, or three penalties. And if they do that, they have a real chance. Boosh, thanks for this. So it's always good to catch up with a fellow Rhode Islander. We'll see you further on down the road. All right, Coach. Great to be with you. Wicked awesome, dude. Well, a couple of wicked awesome dudes there in Dave Gosher and Brian Boucher, and I like the perspective that Brian was able to offer from that national lens, right? We all watch the Golden Knights on a daily basis. We're very in tune with them. We see them through a certain lens, but getting that national perspective I think is good sometimes to either reinforce what you're seeing every day or maybe challenge some of those things that you think about the Golden Knights, and I think you heard a lot from Brian there of what the Golden Knights, what Bruce Cassidy has been saying 
all year. And I especially thought back to what Bruce said in the first round against the Winnipeg Jets. I think Brian echoed that statement from Bruce in what he said in this interview when Bruce was talking about how our top guys have to be better than their top guys. And that's what it came down to in the end for the Vegas Golden Knights. You saw how Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, Chandler Stevenson controlled the rest of that series and the Golden Knights were able to defeat the Winnipeg Jets in just five games. So I think you saw a little bit more of that in game three. Jack Eichel getting on the board a few times with three points and that big goal, the fourth one for the VGK. Chandler Stevenson chipping in with a goal as well. And Jonathan Marchessault finally getting a couple of goals to go for him in this postseason. It feels like we've been talking about the last few games. Jonathan Marchessault at some point with the way that he's been playing, he's going to get one. He's got to get one. And he got two against the Edmonton Oilers. And that is just a great sign for Marchessault. And you know that he is going to keep raising his game as the postseason moves along. So we shift gears now from Brian Boucher, and I want to take a moment to take you around the locker room for the VGK and let you listen in on what Bruce Casty and some of the players were saying after the Game 3 win, and we'll begin by taking a listen in on what Aiden Hill had to say in terms of his mindset as he was coming into the game. I saw it earlier this year when it happened to LT. It sucks to see your teammate go down like that, and uh, LB's a great guy and a great goalie, so uh, it's tough to see that, but uh, you kind of have to flip the switch, and uh, we got a hockey game to play. Well, it was big in hindsight for Aiden Hill to get that playing time in the third period of Game 2, and after Game 3, he expanded on that a bit and spoke about how that helped him, as well as talked about how he was staying sharp in the last few weeks for if he eventually had to get into a game, which we know he did in Game 3. Yeah, it definitely helps. I mean, I got hurt a little while ago and didn't really have much game action other than a couple periods in Henderson, so... It was nice to get in there for that third period the other day, kind of get a feel for the game, get up to game speed, because you can't simulate that in practice, so it definitely helped. I mean, it's just trying to be patient and uh, stay on my feet as long as I can is the biggest thing I think I'd focus on, just tracking the puck and being patient, and I feel like when I do that, I'm at the top of my game, so I felt like kind of before I got hurt there, I was doing a really good job of that, and I feel like I've kind of picked up where I left off, but... I mean, our guys tonight played an unbelievable game, as I'm sure all you guys saw, like keeping guys to the outside. We boxed out guys in front, made my night really easy. Aiden, of course, appreciative of the effort of the guys in front of him to help him get that win, 25 saves on 25 shots for Aiden Hill. And we'll take a listen now to what head coach Bruce Cassidy, Jack Eichel, and Zach Whitecloud all had to say about their goaltender. You look back and it's you're kind of fortunate, I think, for him, his sake, he got in the third period the other night just to get a taste of the kind of temperature of playoff hockey, so wasn't best circumstances, but probably helped him a little tonight. As for our team, we've been through a lot with goaltenders all year, and I think we'll try to keep playing the same way no matter who's in there, and that's what we did tonight, and I think the situation gets magnified, so our guys are even more alert about how to play, right, because you don't want to hang him out to dry. He's a good teammate. He's been great for us all year, so I thought they played the right way to allow him to get a feel for the game, and... Um, it worked out well for us in the end. It can impact your, your team, obviously, and it has in our team in a positive way. We've used a lot of different guys at that position. They've all played well. So I think that's the good part for us, as we know the guy going in there is going to give us some timely saves. Uh, we don't rely on him to win games for us. Might have to happen here or there, but in general, we have tried to play well in front of our goaltender, no matter who's in there, and that's you know just a um, product of where we started in September. We wanted to be a better defensive team, and... Most nights we feel we are, not every night. And I think Kelly did a good job, made some saves when he needed to. We didn't um, tax him with a lot of sustained pressure shifts, and it worked out well for us. Yeah, uh, yeah, gutsy performance by Hilsey. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. I've never done it, so I can't even really say how it is, but um, I'm sure it's uh, it's tough. You know, First of all, it's tough to see our, our starting goalie go down and, and 
you know, being the type of pain he was in. Um, you don't want to see anyone go through that. And, you know, we know what LB has been through uh, in terms of, uh, you know, rehabbing and, and getting back to, you know, great great playing form. So it's tough to see him get injured there. But, you know, a ton of credit to Hilsey coming in, um, you know, mid-game. And, you know, I know he hasn't played a lot lately, but, uh, you know, I thought he did a great job. Hilsey's been big for us all year. Um, you know, he's a big character guy, and he, he's a guy that, uh, you know, rises to the occasion like that. So, um, you know, obviously you don't want to see one of your own guys go down like that um, in LB. Uh, but, you know, obviously Hilsey came in and, and did the job extremely well. So, a at this point. A, a goaltender can sort of affect the tone or affect how a team plays in front of them. You guys have had five different starters this year. Are you accustomed to playing essentially in front of anybody? Uh, yeah, just we trust all guys that are going in there. They're all capable of doing the job and, uh, and being starters in this league. So, um, obviously, you know, again, you don't want to see a guy go down like that uh, in LB. Um, so, um, again, it, it, I don't want to say it doesn't matter who's in there, but it, it, uh, we're going to play the same way for any single guy that's in there and battle, um, battle the same way every single night for, for our guys. So. Well, Aiden Hill, one of the younger guys on the VGK, of course, but a group of guys that they've been leaning on this entire postseason and really this entire year is that veteran leadership that they have. The guys like Alex Petrangelo, Alec Martinez, and now you throw Jonathan Quick into the fold in that goaltender position. Guys that have won Stanley Cups, have that experience, and that the younger guys can lean on throughout the postseason. And Bruce Casty and Jack Eichel both touched on that veteran leadership and how it's helped them through the postseason, as well as touching on some of the depth that Vegas has and how those two things come together to make Vegas such a strong road team. I think it's, first of all, we're a veteran group, so noise or whatever it is, uh, you know, hostile crowd environment, whatever, doesn't bother us. We're not phased by that. Um, I think we're a four-line hockey team, and on the road, when you don't have last change as a coach, you're just, you have to trust whoever's going on the ice because they can match, and I think our guys have, we've established that from day one, that we're going to be, everybody's going to be able to play against anybody. Do we prefer matchups? Yes, but we're not going to run from them. And, and so I think guys feel good about their game because of that. Hey, you know, he's not yanking me on and off the ice. I'm trusted to get the job done, whether it's McDavid or if it's whoever your opposition is or what line. And I think that has something to do with it. We've done that with our deep pairs. So I think that has something to do with it. And I, and I also feel, for whatever reason this year, it seems like some of our early chances in games have gone in the net more on the road than at home, for whatever reason. I don't know if that's just hockey luck, but it just... Seems like that, you know, that's happened to us. So it gets you in a better frame of mind right out, right out of the gate. You're, you're building off a, an early goal. Um, and I don't know, I don't have the stats or the numbers to back that up. It just feels that way this year. Yeah, I mean, we just wanted to come up and play our game. Obviously, they got the first goal and there's some energy in the building. And um, I thought we did a good job of sticking with our game. We were able to respond quickly. And then, you know, we, we get one at the end of the first and, uh, you know, come in here feeling good about ourselves. And then we were able to play a good second period and extend our lead. So, um, yeah, it's good. I mean, I think, uh, you know, we, like you said, we've been a good road team this year. We need to, need, need to do it again, uh, you know, here coming up in game four. What is it about this team that's let you respond and adjust so quickly game to game? A lot of veterans, you know, a lot of guys that have played uh, a lot of hockey in this league and won, and um, I think everyone understands if you don't have your best game, how to respond and come back and play. And, you know, um, I think we also know that they're going to come back and respond better in game four. So, you know, we're going to need to up our game and, and be prepared for, uh, you know, a tougher a tougher night. But, uh, you know, it was, good to get a, it was good to get a win tonight and, uh, you know, feel good about ourselves. But, 
you know, our work's not done up here in Edmonton. Obviously, you want to take care of business in Game 4. You have to like the mentality from Jack Eichel there, wanting to take care of business in Game 4, already looking ahead, knowing that Edmonton is going to provide a strong counterpunch in Wednesday's Game 4 and that the VGK have to be ready to try and take a 3-1 to series lead and hopefully come back to Vegas for Game 5 with that lead and with an opportunity to then take the series and move on to the next round. And with Game 4, of course, on Wednesday, it means Game 5 will be on Friday, and there are still tickets available for Game 5. If you want to come down to the Fortress and cheer on the Knights in person, go to VegasGoldenKnights.com for single-game tickets to Game 5 at T-Mobile Arena. It should be a fun one, no matter what the series is at at that point, whether the VGK win or lose Game 4. Either an opportunity for Vegas to win the series in Game 5 or an opportunity for you to give them an even bigger push in Game 5 to help them retake the series lead should they fall on Wednesday. So again, go to VegasGoldenKnights.com for tickets to Game 5 on Friday at T-Mobile Arena. Also take a moment to remind you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a moment of the team's quest for the Stanley Cup right here on VGK Today. Justin Russo signing off for Episode 23 of VGK Today presented by MGM Rewards.